This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Hi, right, Jimmy out along with Bruce Marshall and the big ones, the big ones, and some pivotal games coming down the stretch here, and none bigger. In Columbus, Ohio, noon kickoff early on Fox. Jim Harbaugh's crew pushed, leaned on the Buckeyes last week, bullied them. He went old school, line of scrimmage approach uh, for Harbaugh. Now both of these teams are undefeated for the first time, I think, since 2006 when Ohio State lost to Florida in the uh, national championship game. Ohio State at home here, 7.5 in 57. Corum in the close win against Michigan. Uh, X-rays are negative. He is expected to play. Not sure if he'll be 100%. But this look-ahead line was close to 10. It's trickled down just a little bit. Ohio State certainly had their scare in uh, in College Park last week as well. Seven and a half and 57 here in Columbus, Bruce. Yeah, Jimmy, that one almost surprised me more. Uh, that I, mean, I thought Ohio State was going to roll over Maryland last week, and they certainly did not. I mean, they were in a scrap there in the fourth quarter and had to pull it out late. And uh, Michigan, too, although Illinois can be formidable. And I think we in the, in the patterns of those two games last week, we saw something about, uh, to give us a clue what might happen here this week, now, Michigan is a, is a little bit better defensive team than Ohio State and uh, reflected again lower scoring last week against uh, Illinois but uh, throughout the season I mean their defensive numbers have been good all year um, they also uh, don't usually beat themselves they're the sixth least penalized team in the country so they're disciplined um, and uh, they uh, they don't tend to beat themselves and, and you, you watch Harbaugh's team here uh, the last two years, I think this is a remarkable transformation because we had seen nothing uh, to indicate this turnaround uh, his first five years there in Ann Arbor. And they look like we've talked about uh, earlier this year, Jimmy. This is a line of scrimmage team now. They look a lot like uh, the Bo Schembechler teams that Harbaugh played for when he was there as a player in the 80s. Uh, and a, a, a quite a turnaround. Quorum being healthy this week is big. Last year they ran on Ohio State. And uh, the Buckeyes, you know, they're they're a classic bully team. I mean, if they can get you down and Ryan Day doesn't mind running up scores, but Michigan is pushing back on them now. And after losing uh, seven straight Harbaugh against Ohio State, he finally got them last year. It was the first win in 10 years for Michigan against Ohio State. Uh, This series has been Ohio State's uh, for a long time. I think Michigan actually gets them here. Uh, And 31-28 Wolverines, I think they're going to, 
upset them. I'll definitely take them plus the points. Um, I think Harbaugh's got Ryan Day a bit rattled here now. I mean, the the, the bully is being met, and uh, Ohio State didn't react too well to this game last year. I don't think they will on Saturday either, even at the Big Horseshoe. All right, another another noon kickoff, and you may split, but all of a sudden, and this was not going to be a high-profile game, but all of a sudden I'm wondering if it may be, and that's after Spencer Rattler's performance against Tennessee. I mean, we know how highly recruited he was. He's been a bigger – he's not the first guy that was overrated in the recruiting process, but my goodness, he was on fire against uh, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, you know, had their uh, vulnerabilities as well. But, I mean, he looked unbelievable. Can he carry it over one more week and be, uh, give Clemson competitive? Because Clemson's kind of hanging around in that back, and, you know, it's certainly not out of it just yet. Um, Clemson is 14.5-point favorites, 52. That's a noon kickoff on ABC Eastern time as well. Well, it, it's given us something else to think about for this game. I, you know, Shane Beamer's got this team, what, 7-4? and four? They're going to get a decent uh, bull bid. Um, yep. and, and, and Rattler, I had been one of his critics, and uh, we had talked about it on the air earlier this year. He, he hadn't seen the same since two years ago when uh, uh, he was still at Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley made him a, a peripheral Heisman contender. Uh, then, of course, we know what happened last year. Caleb Williams beat him out, transfers to South Carolina. His his mechanics and everything looked a mess for most of the season. Suddenly, he it looked like he was back at Oklahoma last week. Six touchdown passes. He almost matched his entire season output of TDs in one week uh, last Saturday against uh, Tennessee. So everything clicked for South Carolina last week. And if that's the rattler we see here, uh, th- this is a, a number I think uh, South Carolina might be able to stay within. Uh, Clemson hasn't always brought out the hammer this year. It did against Miami last week because the Canes can't do anything. But if Rattler can throw like he did last week, it gives South Carolina a chance. This is an in-state rivalry, as we know. Uh, and uh, plus the points, maybe Shane Beamer is worth a, a look here. Uh, so a 31-23 Clemson, uh, I think the uh, Tigers survived this one. But if Rattler's firing bullets like last week, maybe South Carolina hangs in there. Some real hate uh, in this one, the Palmetto State for this one. In South Carolina, their win total before the season, five and a half. So the seven and four record uh, easily uh, over that one. So uh, South Carolina and Rattler, is, makes it, his performance last week makes it a lot more di- interesting. And, well, if you storm the field, you, you, if you left the emotion, we'll see how that goes. They're still going to be fired up to play Clemson. All right, Egg Bowl on Thursday night um, and uh, Ole Miss – well, this is sort of predictable. Uh, seven and a half. We went over their win total. They got to Baton Rouge at seven and zero, oh and one more, one one more. But that was a tough uh, near miss to put behind them. A game where they outgained Bama by hundred yards. You can see Kiffin. He doesn't show too much emotion a lot. He slams his clipboard at the end of the game. Uh, they should have had that one. And well, the hangover. They lost two games on that uh, day at Vaught Hemingway Stadium because. They, they they were dead, uh, dropped, falling behind 42-6 to six, uh, in the game against Arkansas. Now they come up. You talk about a hate, hate rivalry here. Mississippi State and Ole Miss in Oxford. Ole Miss one and a half fifty nine. 59 Bruce, you were just in Oxford for that game. Yeah, and uh, the unless it's really cold, uh, the, the Grove will be packed. 
for Thanksgiving because uh, they'll come out for the Egg Bowl. And uh, though they're a little down at Mississippi, like you mentioned, I guess in retrospect, uh, we look back, we, maybe we should have seen that coming last week against Arkansas. They really weren't ready to play. Although, in uh, curious, check out the stats in that game. I mean, it's, it's very decorative for Ole Miss. They end up gaining over 600 yards, two, two Garbage. Yards. Garbage yes. time. All garbage yes. time. It was very decorative late, so uh, I wouldn't put too much stock in that. What the, the stat line that concerns me, and this shouldn't be a surprise, uh, but if you look at Mississippi State earlier in the year, um, Leach was balancing out the offense, not, you know, big time, but more than he had in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And you, you saw them running the ball a little bit and uh, helping out Will Rogers some. Well, take a look now. I mean, they have fallen way back down there. Only Boston College ranks lower in running the football. We, we know this isn't Air Force or, or Navy. But uh, whatever little diversion they had for uh, Rodgers, uh, they've lost it here the second half of the season. Uh, the key here is also on the defensive side. Now, Zach Garnett's defense has generally held up this year, but they've been a little, they've bent a little bit against the run. They're allowing about 4.3 per carry. Not terrible, but not great. And you know Lane Train is going to bring it on the ground. After that loss last week, I think Ole Miss gets him here. This has been a road-oriented series, though, in, in recent years. But this is a short price, and I think Ole Miss gets him here. 31-24, Rebels in the uh, Egg Bowl, and uh, that gives uh, Lane Kiffin a win in this one. Uh, home teams uh, do have an edge, and I think Ole Miss will bounce back in this one as well. So I'm uh, a favor of the home team, usually uh, in this series. Um, it has been, meant a lot, but uh, we'll see. The home field has certainly meant a lot in the Iron Bowl with Auburn and Alabama. And uh, Bama's back home. Of course, they didn't Auburn get them last year, but they sure could have easily if uh, Tank Bigsby uh, stays inbound and runs some more clock with ba- when Bama was out of timeouts. We know they beat him uh, three years ago, but at Bama, it's been a different story. They've taken their loans. Cadillac Williams trying to make this thing interesting, trying to throw himself into this thing. He's 3-0 and against the spread. Close uh, loss against Mississippi State and Starkville and a couple of wins against A&M and Western Kentucky and covers Bama here. Big number, 22-49. and how history changes on one Tank Bigsby not going out of bounds. Can you imagine if Auburn won that game? I, I dare say Harson's still their coach. Uh, so, uh, and, and they had chances after that, uh, too. Let me drop this in your lap. I think there's a chance Alabama still gets in the Final Four. Uh, and it would take a domino effect, uh, some of the teams above them, but it's not that far-fetched. This is one of the four best teams in the country. I had a talk with some USC person the other day talking about, you know, who's better. I said, what would the spread be if Alabama played USC on a neutral field? This team might still get there. Now, they need TCU to lose. They would need Georgia to beat LSU in the SEC title game. They'd need USC to lose. It's possible. It's a long shot, but it's possible. Having said that, am I going to lay this many points this week? No. Uh, because Cadillac has circled the wagons there for Auburn. Uh, maybe he's putting himself in the frame. Who knows what they would do at Auburn? He certainly knows the culture there. I mean, he's been around the program. He knows it like the back of his hand. These guys have circled the wagons. They've simplified the offense. They're not asking Ashford to do too much. Uh, uh, they are running the ball uh, very effectively. That was a good win over Western Kentucky, a dangerous team last week. Alabama has sort of been going through the motions here uh, lately. They, you know, Austin P last week, uh, that was a nothing game, but they haven't been covering these big numbers. Um, and I don't know that they will, although 
in the Iron Bowls here in Tuscaloosa since the Cam Newton year in 2010, uh, Bama has destroyed Auburn at Bryant-Denny Stadium. They've had a lot more trouble at Jordan-Hare. But this price and the dynamics, I actually think Auburn sticks within the number. 33-16, Alabama wins it um, and then hangs on for the ride to see what happens elsewhere. But Auburn plus the points. Let's give Cadillac a, a little respect here. I think he's doing a good job. All right, the big one. You talked about uh, USC. Let's talk about them. Prime time, seven thirty Eastern kickoff on ABC. USC five and sixty four over Notre Dame. The Bruins, uh, boy, DTR had a little bit of a relapse uh, non with the ball insecurity last week because you get in a shootout. Turnovers are huge. USC five and sixty four. Irish kind of getting it going a little bit uh, after some really ugly performances with home losses to Marshall Stanford and a close one against Cal. They're getting into a little bit of a groove now. They are. And uh, this series, boy, I've written so much about uh, this one in the past and great days. The first one of these I actually went to was in 1970, though I remember them back in the sixties and I still have the ticket uh, ticket stub. A rainy day at the Coliseum, very rainy, and Notre Dame actually lost a chance to the national title as SC pulled the upset, and Joe Theismann threw for 526 yards in deplorable conditions. That's still one of the greatest accomplishments I've ever seen in college football, but Notre Dame lost. Anyway, what happens in this one? Um, Notre Dame has a shot here, and again, I, I wonder about SC's uh, qualifications here for uh, the playoff. Uh they are not one of the four best teams in the country. They're ranked five now, not with that defense. I mean, UCLA was moving up and down the field. Um, DTR, his hand was hurting late. That might have had something to do with that last pick. Uh, but uh, this defense, I mean, it bends, it bends. Now, they have had tendency to come up with big plays this season. The turnover margin, SC, has been very good. But they bend a lot. Um, and still, I'm, I'm not sure what they've really accomplished uh, this season. Life and death there against UCLA. They lost the game at Utah. Notre Dame, in retrospect, going into Ohio State, having the Buckeyes on the ropes into the fourth quarter like that. The defense kept C.J. Stroud in check. Give Marcus Freeman credit for that. The win over Clemson a few weeks ago. Those are things SC hasn't come close to accomplishing this year. Um, and uh, Pine has progressed pretty nicely at quarterback. As long as he doesn't make mistakes, I think Notre Dame has a real chance in this game because this is a real defense. They don't have a lot of real defenses in the Pac-12 except Oregon State, which shut SC down and should have won that game back in September. I think the this is big for Marcus Freeman here, and they've played well enough, and I think they can do it here. 33-28 Notre Dame, SC's defense is a liability. They should not be in the contention for the Final Four, and I think this will solve that this week. The Irish and the Domers will get them on Saturday in the Coliseum. Well, they better lose if they're going to knock them out of the playoff because I think they control their own destiny, you know, with them uh, jumping LSU uh, yep. uh, last week in the, uh, the poll. And, and I'm expecting that to happen tonight uh, in the uh, committee poll as well because um, it, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it, 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 trying to uh, level the playing field there. All right, uh, one more game you want to talk about Saturday, and then we'll get to the Friday doubleheader that has some uh, some interesting uh, elements to it, but uh, the uh, the uh, Civil War uh, in Corvallis this year, uh, Oregon State, uh, Oregon, Bo Nix, these game time decisions, these quarterbacks who dress out, warm up, but don't play. This time, the quarterback dressed out, warmed up, and he played. 
And Bo Nix uh, leads his team to the tight win over Utah. Now they go on the road 3-58 and in Corvallis. There are still a lot of things that can happen uh, in the Pac-12 for that other spot aside from USC. And all of the scenarios sort of need Oregon State to win this game. And that happens. It puts Utah back in play. It puts Washington perhaps back in play. Uh, so it's still all to play for here for the Ducks. Don't sleep on the Beavers right now. Look what they're doing down the stretch, what they've covered uh, five, six in a row right now, um, one five in a row. But uh, And this has been very, very good for Jonathan Smith. Martinez, the freshman running back, looks like the next coming of Steven Jackson. Damian Martinez, remember that name. Ben Gulbertson, the backup quarterback. Now, this Chance Nolan uh, has been out uh, shoulder, and then he had a concussion as well, and his shoulder was hurting him. If his, his arm wasn't hurting him, they might beat USC back in uh, September. Goldbrunson has come in, and he's worked. He's, he's become very acclimated, and he's now very competent uh, quarterback for Oregon State, playing very well. You mentioned Nix. He's not 100%. Oregon looks vulnerable to me. Here's the number here. I know there's a big rivalry, of course. They used to call it the Civil War. We can still call it the Civil War between us here. Uh, Oregon State at home has uh, covered 12 straight since last season. That counts one game in Portland against uh, Montana State and 11 straight here at Research Stadium, which is undergoing a nice uh, new facelift in Corvallis. This has been a home field like no other in the Pac-12 the last two years. Uh, 12 straight point spread Ws at home for Oregon State. They beat Oregon here a couple of years ago in the COVID season. That was a big, it was the COVID year, but it was still a big win for them. I think the Beavers get them here. Uh, 31-26 Oregon State. That opens up the Pac-12 again for a wild weekend, and uh, Utah and Washington are sure cheering for Oregon State as well. Jonathan Smith, the quarterback from their best team ever that routed uh, Notre Dame in that Fiesta Bowl, what he has done has been miraculous. Even before this season, their win total was eight. He's, I'm sorry, six. He's at eight and three already. So, I mean, uh, two games over with a game to go. Uh, I mean, he just keeps getting better and better. Now he has him in the top 25 uh, battle of ranked teams, Oregon 12 and Oregon State 23. Friday afternoon doubleheader. We'll start off at a noon Eastern kickoff. A, uh, it, it, the, I, I guess it is, yes, it's, um, I guess, an American semifinal game with uh, Cincinnati and Tulane. Both teams are ranked uh, in the top 25. Cincinnati at home, 2.5, 46.5 against the Wave. Wave rebounds nicely. A little bit of a mini-buy as they played on that Thursday night and uh, slammed SMU. Uh, Cincinnati and Tulane tied in the standings, but uh, Central Florida, even though they now they have to beat South Florida now, a big upset uh, loss at uh, against uh, Navy. On Saturday, note to Central Florida, don't schedule games early in the morning against the military. They're kind of used to getting going a little bit earlier. But Cincinnati, Bearcats at home, two and a half, 46 and a half against Willie Fritz's wave. You know, I, I look back, uh, 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 Jimmy, and the, the, the result that surprises me in recent weeks, I, I guess you could say Navy too, but the, Tulane losing to Central Florida two weeks ago. I really thought they'd get him down there and you you watch Tulane I mean the the running backs are they're fast and spears I mean they 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 hit the hole very quick they've got a lot of pop on that offense and and Pratt's a very efficient quarterback Pratt looked like Tim Tebow last Thursday night against SMU he did and he's big he can run if he needs to and they they eviscerated uh SMU uh last week I, I've not been that overwhelmed with the Cincinnati, um, and they have not been covering numbers. They did 
barely get there against a Temple last week, uh, and they're going to pretty much have to win this game to cover uh, this spread because it's a short. It's a short price. They'll probably cover it if they win. I don't think they're going to win. Um, they've, they're down a notch or two from last year. Their quarterback from last season, Ritter, is in the NFL. Uh, they've fallen a little bit short. They haven't been quite as dominant as they were in the American before. Willie Fritz has not beaten Cincinnati since he got there. I think this is his best team, and I think Willie gets them. So uh, let's take uh, the Greenies to pull this thing out. 30-24 uh, to 24 up at Nippert, and I, I think uh, Tulane uh, worth a look uh, in this one. And also, the uh, uh, you know, that one's on ABC noon kickoff, and right after it on ABC at 3.30 is North Carolina, North Carolina State, a, ba- a battle of ranked teams. Boy, you, North Carolina, we talked about it. Uh, who was written that charm life? 6-0 and oh in one-score games, and then they just lay a tremendous egg against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. I don't know what happened there, and I was watching. And they had things going their way. Second quarter, 17 um, nothing, And uh, they just took their eye off the ball. Uh, it's all, that's the only explanation I can have. And maybe they're looking ahead to Clemson. But it was like they stopped playing in the second quarter uh, last week. And they ended up getting caught by Georgia Tech for the second year in a row. I, I, it's hard to explain what happened there at home. Drake May, worst game of the year for him after I had touted him as a Heisman and a dark horse, only 202 yards passing, really struggled against Georgia Tech last week. However, there's struggle, and there's what NC State's going through right now. You talk about a season that has been wrecked by injuries. Uh, that's NC State, and I thought they may have been a bit overrated from the start. We remember that opening game against East Carolina. They, was lucky, they were lucky to escape, but a lot of what they did was dependent upon Devin Leary, who was an outstanding quarterback. 35 TD passes, just five picks last year. Uh, when he went down at midseason, I mean, they have had struggles, and they're on their fourth different quarterback uh, now. And the offense, lose to BC a couple weeks ago, didn't do anything against Louisville last week. This is a bad spot. They don't have a quarterback right now, and we do know that North Carolina does. I'm going to give the Tar Heels one more chance to redeem themselves after last week, 32-14 to 14, North Carolina. Get ready for Clemson next week. But this is actually more of an anti-NC State vote. Jimmy, they just don't have a quarterback right now. It's reflected in their scores. No, Larry's, Larry's just too too important. I mean, his numbers uh, in 2021 were phenomenal. And it's kind of been one of the stories uh, in this league this year has been uh, some quarterbacks have got injured and some quarterbacks haven't performed quite as well. But – this was supposed to be just a, such a strong quarterback. Van Dyke has gotten hurt, uh, you know, at Miami, and Crystal Ball is hurt there. Leary here, um, just uh, uh, just some tough ones. Yeah, seventeen to nothing in that second quarter. And you look at the win probability chart; it's almost like a stock market. I mean, it is touching the hundred. I mean, it is as close as it could be. Uh, but to be shut out that high-powered offense with that quarterback who's going to be highly thought of as far as his draft stock next year, unbelievable. North Carolina minus the six-and-a-half. All right, Bruce's picks. Again, he's got um, Notre Dame plus the five. Ole Miss minus one-and-a-half. Iron Bowl, Auburn, Cadillac, trying to make it four covers in a row, plus 22. Uh, uh, Spencer Rattler to try and continue on that momentum, plus the 14-and-a-half against Clemson. Oregon State plus three. Jonathan Smith, eight and three, coaching the Beavers at his alma mater. Michigan plus the seven and a half. Tulane plus two and a half. And North Carolina minus six and a half. Bruce, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. To you and yours for sure. Good luck this weekend on Rivalry Weekend in college football. For Bruce Marshall, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.
If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.